Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin, but they still reveal things to us as they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table. The story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. And welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jeremy. I'm playing Ken Costigan, a heavy marine, in this one-shot series for Cosmic Patrol. This is Johnny, and I'm playing Keel, the Moon Man. This is Jeff. I'm playing Isaac and Delta Zed, Wonder Kid and Robot. This is Mike. I'm playing Thogar, the Red Amazon from Mars. And I'm Jordan, and I am the lead narrator for this uh, session. Man, it's been a lot of fun so far. You have not yet docked onto the actual comic, so that caused some trouble. So as we left off, Ken has been very busy trying to blast these... um, the kill bot. Ken. So what do you want to do? I'm going to shoot it again. Shoot it hard. Shoot. This kill bot is hard shoot. to kill. Right? Five. Four. Yes. Yay! You shoot the kill bot. Boom. And you do what? Four damage? Four damage. That means now it takes a minus one to its combat rolls, which is going to help you all out a lot, probably. All right. It hasn't taken a turn for a while. No, it hasn't. <laughs> It sees it's, been, a, it's been getting kicked around the ship. <laughs> it sees another robot standing right next to it. So he's going to try and buzzsaw your robot at the knees, Isaac. Oh, I'm rolling my brawn? You're rolling your combat. combat. My combat. Yes. Four. I rolled an eight. So that means your robot takes, or you, you take four damage off your armor. Now it is Kiel's turn. It's a long shot, but I'm going to try it. I want to see if I can sense any mines on... I'm wondering why you haven't tried this before. Because it's a long shot. I mean, it's a comic. Okay, go ahead. Five. You are not me. You try and send something, and all you get is static. Just like... Well, that's different. It's like... <laughs> like kind of like um, the static you're seeing on the readouts. Yeah. But just one long burst. That's, that's different. It's something, but it wasn't what you were expecting. Yeah. Isaac, kid genius. I'm going to claw it. You're going to claw it. Okay. It, it looks like a giant crab claw. So are you going to try and crush it between the, in the yes. claw? Pincer it to death. Four. Four. Three. So, Jeff, you get to hit it. So you do what? Four damage. All right. It is knocked out. Nice. It's not killed, but it is knocked out. I guess I claw it again until it can't okay. get up again. So you're just like, die, die, die! Well, again, I want to make sure that it's not going to do any more damage. I understand. Thorgar. Well, as long as Isaac's not in the way or his robot in the way, I'm going to just take a overhead downward swing. Just kind of battle you. Uh, right down into it. Okay, you managed to do that. Skull Archer. And we'll say that for all intents and purposes. The kill bot is killed. All right. Now I'm going to take my, my drilling 
a Tomo laser and try and weld these things into place. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, I hope you have a welding thing on torch on your robot. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. yeah. So 2d12. 13. You succeed. Yay. So weld you weld it into place. So you weld you weld into place. It's really talented. Yeah. Welding with the drilling laser. You just gotta move at the right pace. Yeah. Just gotta move at the right pace. So we're not losing O2 anymore. Correct. Good. Ken, do you have anything you want to do? I'm going to say, alright, things are dead. No one's manning the cockpit guns. And I run back to the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and roll Braun for running. Just We'll see if you can get there in one turn. Okay. Oh, doesn't look good for me. Oh, come on. 11. 15. I was one off from my luck. It's going to take you a little while to get up there, but you're going to get up there by the end of next turn. Okay. All right. Pilot, Pilot you still have two shots to... 15. You succeed. All right, one more success. <laughs> Seventeen. Uh, 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 oh no, that's no. a that's right. Lucky. Automatically succeed. Yay! I would have got a seven. So. <laughs> All right, congratulations. And the tide has turned. We're parallel with it. Yes, you are now parallel with it, and now you have to be able to land. This is for airlock towards the front. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You can't open the door now. All right, I'm going to go back over to the airlock, the interior airlock, okay. and try and push it closed. Um, I mean, you shot the control and then forced it open, right? Well, yes, and then the the glass that was around the frame of the door broke. So you can shut the frame. It'll still be open. Okay, so the door that you broke to get into the room is the room the door to the room itself from the ship. Then there's the airlock on the opposite, like... I'm picturing on the, on the outside of the ship, obviously. Most likely what happened was the comet projectile, we don't know what it was yet, hit the, the wall to the side of the main airlock. A piece of it broke off and flew through and hit the inner door. And that's what caused the breakage. Just to go back and retcon mm-hmm. how the doors were broken. Okay? Yep. All so right. So we'll bulkhead it off, and then once we get out... We can seal it back up, and you can repressurize it, and then we can deal with that later. So, two questions. Yes. How close are we to the comet? Do we have grappling guns? You are above the comet. We'll say that you're about uh, 10 kilometers. So, pretty close, all things considered. Space term, very close. Yes. Yeah. People um, terms, not so much. Yeah, but you. But you have, <laughs> now that you're now that you're like matching speed with it, it's going to be a lot easier to land on the comet. Because yeah. that's that's Absolutely. something that you have yeah. to do. Relative velocity. Yeah. So, do we want to let Kiel keep on trucking in terms of making these pilot rolls to land on the comet? I feel it's the best thing to do. He seems the best suited to do that, and the least well suited to do what we're about to do. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go ahead and make your landing rolls? Sure. Oh, we're landing the ship. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the safest way to get out. If I fail, you can still jump. Because, like, <laughs> if you if you go to get out of the ship, you jump out and you lose the rel- it just goes mm-hmm. and you and you're just left yep. behind. Just we're, just we're doing space with gravity in it. Ten. Oh. 
Twelve. Oh, oh come on. Uh, 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 sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no. oh, just no. kidding. Oh no, there's something. <laughs> so it, like you go to land and, and you get a little spooked because it looks like things are going a little too fast. Yeah, I'm not a pilot, so. <laughs> so you, so you, you lay a little heavy on the gas and you float a, a little bit. Of, okay, well, we'll try this again. Ken gets on the comms. Brace for impact. Question <laughs> <laughs> mark. Uh, eight. And uh, 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 <laughs> all right. Plot point. Plot point. Can't get some comms. Brace for impact. <laughs> how, how long is our grapple gun that we have? Our tether. Spend a plot point and tell me. Space. <laughs> space anchor. Exactly. Space anchor. Let's see. I'm envisioning like space. this. This like targeting, launching, you know, yeah. platform. Uh huh. And it just shoots like a, it just a, says space anchor on it. <laughs> it's like a harpoon. Basket. Exactly. Yeah. It, shoots, yeah. it shoots a harpoon, but it's labeled space anchor. Spanker. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Since this is space, I'm gonna say it's 15 kilometers. Double cable on it. You broke Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie has his head like completely against the <laughs> So, as long as we are within 15 kilometers of it, we can shoot the spanker. <laughs> Proceed when shooting the spanker. Hold on, that would be him because he's a. Uh, yeah, so. He came back up to man the gun, so. Oh, okay. Deploy the spanker. <laughs> yes. We're not going to be able to say spanker without actually laughing, so let's just release the spanker. We'll go ahead and lock it in with space anchor and, and keep it there. All right, so who is going to release the space anchor? Apparently that's my character. <laughs> All right, Ken. Let's see how you do releasing the space anchor. So Ken gets on comms and is like, everybody hold tight. Far enough to space... Anchor. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> what should I roll for that? Sounds like a brains roll, more like something that you're Okay, brains. Because you're working the machinery, you're you're trying to get back to Oh boy. With a twelve. Ah uh, your first shot misses. So what I'm imagining is it shoots off like with this super strong tensile microfiber cable. Mm -hmm. It's just a little too high, but so it reaches the end of its tether and then it automatically retracts. Uh, apparently, we are a little bit farther away than your calculation suggested, Moon Man. Okay, I'll be closer. <laughs> <laughs> too close, too close. <laughs> the tether's plenty long enough. But you just can't aim that well. Fourteen for getting closer. Nine. You manage to maneuver to a closer proximity. Gets closer. Can't land the ship. Moonman. <laughs> Are you a pilot? <laughs> Martian Amazons laugh at the puniness of Moonman. <laughs> anyway. Second shot for the space anchor. Uh, with a 12 again. <laughs> the same exact response. Space anchors away, my friend. 19. Gosh, man. So how far, we were 10 kilometers before, how far away are we now that we're closer? I'd say seven. You two were all suited up already, right? I'm thinking about riding the space anchor. 
And just leaping from the end of it. Not even leaping, just letting go. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> there could be a splat at the end of that. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, it's a 15 kilometer tether on that. Tanker. So Thogar is going to tap the human on the shoulder and just kind of, excuse me, take a shot at it. Okay, go ahead. Nine. Seven. Oh, come <laughs> on. Oh, Still alive. So, as we're all kind of standing there looking through the viewport at where it anchored, I'm going to lean over to uh, Ken and be like, stick to shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You feel the tug of the ship down uh, as it winches into the cable. Um, so if you want to go ahead and make another piloting roll, I'll give you a plus two bonus on that. 17. 8. You managed to successfully... Dock of the ship. And so you land on on the fins. Sorry, I just all of a sudden saw the Futurama ship landing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Futurama ship does look a lot like this. Yeah. Oh, such a good show. All hail Hypnotoad. Okay. So if you go to the EVA room, which is in the middle of the ship, the door will open and you there will be this ladder. The way that it works is that there's a ladder that's welded onto the outside of the frame. Okay. So who wants to... <laughs> Three hands went up. The moon man decides he wants to split the... Party. I'm going to contemplate the signal that we got. Alright, you want to try and figure out the signal from the ship? Yes. Um, I want to use my eyes and ears that are the robot. I would like to pick up a rifle. You would like to pick up a rifle? Yes. So I can hit things. <laughs> what's your what's your damage on your rifle, Jeremy? Four. Four. Okay, so it's the same as your axe, but just has range. But, yeah, range. <laughs> range. Range weapons are good. Range is nice. <laughs> yeah, we've encountered not having range weapons before. Is it a <laughs> what kind of rifle was it? Uh, Mark II Dark Plasmic Rifle, and then I have something else which I can only assume is like brass knuckles. What's it called? Dudomatic Microblast. Dudomatic. It sounds like a like a, almost a small pistol. Does I mean, it have any kind of range to it. Yeah. It, okay. For close, minus three for near, and nothing for far. Okay. So I mean, maybe a holdout pistol. Yeah, a holdout blaster type of thing. Or like taser brass knuckles. That would hurt. You can you get down to the surface of the comet. Uh, when you when you get to the ground, what does it feel like? Ooh, it's all sticky. <laughs> it's a frozen tundra. Is it ice, water ice, or is it like some other kind of... It's like ice and rock, and in the distance there is a tower of some unknown material. <laughs> maybe metal, maybe rock. The ice is purple. The ice is purple. And it's mm. putting off this faint glow. Okay. And there's a mist around our feet. Liquid nitrogen. Wait, nature. or did yeah. <laughs> Fog. Think Empire. Like Dagobah? Nah, more like the, uh, more like the Space Worm. I, somehow I think of, like, Armageddon when they're on the comet. Like, mm -hmm. it's all just, like, very jagged landscape, mm -hmm. you know. And... Very evil Dr. Seuss looking. Yeah. Evil yeah. Dr. Seuss. When it, when you walk, does the fog, like, push away from your feet, or would it, like, actually, like, engulf your feet? No, you put, you push it away. Okay. Like a, a vapor. So you can kind of see the quote-unquote ground as you walk a little bit, and then it obscures again. So 
you're only able to do like a few moments of investigation to see what's going on with the, the surface of it before you actually start getting a radiation notification and like going off in your co robot cockpit. Delta Z, what's going on? Well, it seems that there is an excess of radiation. From the comet? No, from the sun. From the sun? We're getting close to that, aren't we? We are only 0.6 AU from the sun. Oops. We gotta take care <laughs> of this quick, or else we're getting toasted. Like, beyond well done. I'm power up my drilling automo laser. Okay. Start boring us out a hole. So... Mm. We don't want to pursue the structure in hopes that it might have an elevator. Did, did we see a structure? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh. Well, then I'm drilling into the structure. Well, you have to get to the structure. But, yeah. Opening it up. Um, so the tower is... In terms of the, the comet, I'm imagining it's no larger than 20 kilometers before you hit the horizon. So it's about... We'll say 12 kilometers from where you are. It's it's big. You can see it from a distance, but you know the horizon's not very far away. Right. Mm -hmm. um, there's no nothing, no atmosphere to really obscure it because everything is close to the to the ground. So it w shouldn't take you too terribly long to get there. Those of us with longer strides will probably get there first. Mm -hmm. You mean like the the boy and the robot and the uh, Amazonian? Amazonian. Yeah. Ken says, I don't know what you're talking about. Marines get it done. And it just starts boom. <laughs> Space running. That's true. It's a low-gravity planetoid. So you you go ahead and you reach the tunnel. Or the tower. The tunnel. Tell me one thing that you notice about the tower as you come closer to it. It's made of some kind of crystalline structure. Is this planetoid made of kryptonite? There are pockets of the crystal that seem to be glowing and dimming at a regular interval. Okay. Do you see anything on the sensors about the tower, or...? I definitely want to try and probe it and see if I sense anybody. The scene is definitely approaching Vidur. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, even the same sound. So, I got a 23. Okay. And I got a 9. It seems like... You can't sense anything that you would recognize as a sentience, but it seems to be where that static was coming from earlier. Coming from the tower. And the tower is different than the antenna on the back. Yes. Okay. I radio them say, the tower is where our troubles are. All right. Now, as you are coming closer, you don't see any noticeable entrance on your side. So what do you want to do? Uh, drill into it. You want to drill into it? Yeah. I'm going to start walking around to the right-hand side. Okay. I see him do that. I'm going to go around to the left. Okay. So we have one person drilling in. We have one person going to the right, one person going to the left. All right, Mr. Driller. Brawn sounds like a good planning idea. Because you're using the brawn of the robot to mm -hmm. drill in. Six. And seven. Two. So describe how you want to drill into it. Like, what level Like, do you want to go, like... Pretty much right where your drill is. Do you want to go high? Do you want to go low? Do you want to go um, into one of the glowing spots? I do not want to go to one of the glowing <laughs> spots. Going to a dark area, and I guess I will go like a little bit above shoulder height, you know, eye level. Okay. And just start drawing through. Yeah. As you start doing that, the crystalline lattice of the tower actually reaches out and starts to surround your arm. 
Like it's going to pull you. I'm not like right next to it. I'm within ten feet. Yeah. My imagining is that you're standing right up next to it, like trying to center the beam as close as you can to try and get the full effect. So it's going into it, but then the structure comes up and surrounds the arm of your robot. As soon as I start seeing it move, I'm going to stop. Okay. And jerk my arm away. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and make I'm, a problem. I'm no dummy. That's to be Two, so ten. Alright, I rolled an 8. So you're able to get away, but you have now learned that the, that the tower will react. Mm-hmm. Thorgar, go ahead and make a brains roll to see if you see anything interesting, like a door. Eight. I rolled a 9. There doesn't seem to be anything on your side so of the tower. Ken, it is your turn uh, to go ahead and check and see what's going on. 13. Oh, 13 too. Reroll. 18. That's crazy. 15. All right, you find you find an entrance. Um, there's a door. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I walk around to the door. Drilling wasn't working anyways. It was trying to grab me. Well, that doesn't seem smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stopped as soon as it started... To move. Now, when he <laughs> stopped, did it still have a protrusion sticking out towards him? Oh, yes. Okay, so it didn't, like, reform? No, no, and, and actually the protrusion starts following him, and as oh. he walks along, it starts rippling along I'm the I'm going to take a couple steps further away from the it, tower. It grows out to meet you. <laughs> it's starting to match up with where the joints are. You start seeing it split apart. The rippling hat splits apart and moves to where it looks like major joints in your robot's body would be, like arm joints, servos where your where your hips would be, that kind of thing. Glad I'm still in the ship. <laughs> uh, I move further away from this thing. All of a sudden, you back into something and it hits against the back of your legs, and you can see a block has risen up behind you. This Elise space anchor. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tied to anything. Go ahead and roll brawn for jumping. 18. 18. 13. So you managed to jump, but you apparently have gone too far because it stops like shortly above where you jump. Because when you jump, you start floating up Mm -hmm. five, six, seven feet, and it stops about four feet. So there's like three feet, but then you're starting to drift away from the surface. We're all on the other side of the tower. Yep. Yep. Didn't say anything. Nope. He said that drilling was a problem. man is just finished popping popcorn and watching out the windshield. <laughs> is there another space anchor? <laughs> <laughs> Where in line was I with the ship when I jumped? Well, you hadn't been moving back away from like you had walked in a straight line from the ship to the tower yeah yeah you had stayed on the side of the tower where the ship was yeah but he's saying all right is he like to the front of the comet from the ship or behind the ship to the back of the comet he's yeah. towards the front of the comet okay so i can just hang out until the ship, ship runs is, into the ship is in range that would splat you well i mean it's my best shot at this point 
Because no one's or just turning on like... your gravity boots and <laughs> getting attracted back down to the surface, or attracted onto the ship. No, I'll wait until I'm a fairly distance away from this thing before trying to land. Anchor. Okay. Tremor style. Nice. Yeah. While you're thinking about your next action, Isaac, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey there, my name's Anthony, and I run an actual play podcast called Deep Fried Dice, where we play role-playing games. On Deep Fried Dice, we like to explore our imaginations and tell strange stories in alternate worlds, funny fantasies, and sort of epic fiction. Twice a week, we play games using genres and systems on the less-traveled side of role-playing in the hopes of showing off the flexibility this hobby can provide. If you like tabletop games, bad jokes, and hearing stories, then come listen to us at www.deepfrieddice.com. Alright, so we'll go ahead and cut over to Ken and Thogar, our muscle men. So he gets over to the door, mm-hmm. and it on comms, Isaac? Headed back towards the ship. What? <laughs> <laughs> the tower was trying to eat me. What? <laughs> If you walk around the backside, you'll see. I wouldn't advise it, though. What's the, is there a door that's unlocked, or is it a door? It's, just a, door. it's a hole. It's a hole? Yeah. I walk yeah. in. Do I lose him on radio? Yes. Okay, well, we're going in okay. to do our job. I just, yeah. lost Thogar. <laughs> I just lost Thogar on radio. I'm going to be there as soon as I can. I just need to get away from it trying to eat me, or at least disassemble my robot. Ken walks in. I lost radio contact with Ken. Let me radio contact with you. I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I use my OmniWave communicator to see if I can get contact with Go ahead and roll brains. Brains, yeah. Is it OmniWave? OmniWave, yes. Yes, it says OmniWave. Because I have a UniWave. His is all yours one. Yeah. Uni. Okay. You've you've only got one channel. He's got the whole lot. Nine. 18. Gosh. I hate that die. It was working so well for me before. That's a T12. That's the wrong kind. <laughs> oh, it's the right kind. <laughs> I can roll my 24-sided die. All right. So you guys are going into the tower. Mm-hmm. It seems like the fog is actually swirling around the tower. Like, it's not just... Around the outside of it? On the inside. On the inside of it. Yes. It's not, like, on the ground in there. It's like actually like like vortexing along the walls. Just very slowly. It's just a slight tug, tug that you can pull feel on the outside of your suit. Can there... I assist our minds? Mm, go ahead and try. Oh, your second one that you want to get, Johnny. No. Eighteen. Sixteen. You sense something slight, but it seems to be twisting around. So their mind just seems to be twisting around. Oh, I would think that would be very weird. You think? That's all he does is think. That's so. all I do. I'm like Professor Xavier, except paler. Yes, and not as useful. Well, are there are there <laughs> stairs that go up, stairs that go down, a common room? Like, what are we what are we talking about geographically or topographically? Just go ahead and roll brains to look around. Okay, I'm rolling too because I'm looking. Okay. <laughs> well, eleven. I rolled a fourteen for one of you and a ten for the other, so it evens out. Oh, I failed. Okay. Because I got a six. Oh. So you you notice 
like as you're stepping through there, you're like you're going slow, but you're you're sensing the ground, and all of a sudden you step on a part that just seems to go, and it sinks a little bit. But it's not like it's a, a fast drop or anything. Is it slowing down or stopping? It does stop <clears throat> after about a about a second of just like kind of just kind of stand there for a minute. Okay. I'm going to tell Ken what just happened, that uh, some sort of plate has just depressed into the ground. Can we see the ground, or is the fog on the ground? And Yes, the, the fog is pretty much all through the tower. It's actually making it very hard to see. Oh. And it's kind we of should stay close. Around. All you can see is like a dim point of light from his shoulder. I'll get one outside. Back. Can I see the floor, or is there too much fog for to see the floor? You might be able to see the floor if you kind of... And some of it away. Okay, that's what I want to do. Okay. Uh, 20. You succeed. What do I notice? You notice that the floor seems to be a uniform height, but where he's standing, it looks like he's on the corner of a square area. It doesn't look like a pressure plate. It looks more like a lift. I think this goes down. That's where we want to go, right? Want to or need to? Need to. Also, I would, because I heard Moon Man say that he lost him on comms, so I said, I'm going to say, uh, I think we don't have communication as well. Go ahead and roll ring for me. 14. 16. Um, um, brain roll for both of us or one of us? Just him. Okay. All you hear is like the, the static over your radio wave. If you want to want to talk to him, you're going to have to press your helmets together. Yeah, she lost radio communication with him. Even, even with him. Okay. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to motion. We have some hand gestures. <laughs> yeah, I motioned down. I pointed down. I motion okay. And I step fully onto the plate. Okay. It goes up. You sink into the you sink into the large pipe, and then all of a sudden you see a flower with teeth. You collect ten coins, ding, 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 and then you go out the other pipe. Which that might make a fun RPG world. Yeah, it would. Okay, so you're heading down, and it's this shaft that is glowing purple and it's following the same swirl as the atmosphere above the gas the gases okay. no no like the the what? actual light on the wall is swirling around so can we tell it's the light that's swirling around or do are we getting disoriented go ahead and roll brain both of you don't ask questions like that <laughs> oh i'm totally disoriented probably 10 11 well, I rolled an 8 and a 2, so oh, you're yes. <laughs> So you're both okay. Although, it's you first notice what's going on, and you're like, ugh. Thorgar, as you are descending further, you feel a slight creep up your leg. <laughs> I look down, just kind of, not casually, but not abruptly either. It looks like part of the lattice that is making up the lift is forming around your boot. And if you look a little bit further, you can see that there is a, a drop of about 60 more feet. Oh, dokey. I'm going it's to... going down, 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 down. I'm going down. to turn off my gravity. 
no lie, I was thinking of that before we got on the lift. So I see him do it, and I'm turning off my gravity boots, too. Okay. Go ahead and roll brains for me. Just to see if... I wish there was, like, a mechanics roll, like a... You know? Right, yeah. And that's the only yeah. thing I can think of brains is yeah. using mm-hmm. like, uh, devices. 14. I got a 19 for you. No. And a 13. Gosh, come on. You see what's happening with his left foot. And so you immediately turn yours off. But the motion seems to exacerbate the situation. And all of a sudden, both of them, like both of your feet are encased in lattice. It just, it's like Lego bricks clicking into into place. Like on top of themselves. Replicators. Yeah. Uh Like Stargate replicators. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For you, Thorgar, one foot is still stuck, and I will fully allow you to swing your own axe at it. <laughs> um, but your your other foot is free. While you are trying to figure that out, let's go ahead and cut back to the mystical uh, drifting uh, robot Isaac and, and the floating robot. It sounds like it should be a Miyazaki movie. <laughs> so, what have you decided to do? Well, now that I'm a fairly distance away, I'm going to turn on my gravity boots. Okay. And get back down to the surface of either the ship or the rock, whichever I'm closer to at the moment. Are you about to have a Titanfall moment? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll brains. Six and nine. Twelve. You managed to succeed in turning on, on your graph boots, and it hits the ice... Um, but you do get knocked down. You know, you weren't you hard. You weren't expecting. So shouldn't I have rolled my brawn instead of my brains? Your brains to use a mechanical device. Like if your robot was trying to smash through something or use the, like the, yeah. the cutter, then it would have been brawn. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna take my time getting back up. <laughs> okay. So when you stand back up. Do you notice anything different about the ice? The glowing purple color has turned into a pulsating purple color. Okay. Ooh, do I notice anything different on the radio? Go ahead and roll uh, brain for that. 14, I rolled a 13. So you don't notice anything different on the radio, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but the spectrograph has changed. There is no longer no static. There is only Okay. Up and down on the signal. Where you landed, all of the ice, instead of like the glowing lambent purple, Mm -hmm. it's like, like you said, it was like a kind of a pulsing now. Mm -hmm. And that pulsing is going out in a circle around your feet, like where your feet hit the surface. Or like it felt it and it's like, Mm -hmm. ouchie! The way that the pain nerves pulsate away from an injury. Yeah. And you notice that that you're starting to slowly sink into the ice. Okay. I'm going to start, like, clawing at it to see what that does. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead and roll on. Five, nine... Fourteen. Fourteen. Seventeen. Gosh. It starts pulling you in faster. I want to try to connect to the psychic gem that's in his suit. Okay. (laughs) Meanwhile, Dr. Doom does stuff. (laughs) <laughs> huh. Brainiac 5 11 12 oh. 
Unfortunately, the storage compartment where the gem is stored is below the level of the ice. Ah. Something is grabbing my foot, says the robot. Yeah. I've noticed that. No, not ice. Hands. 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 And you start moving into the ice even faster than before. I don't know what to tell you. We just gotta see what happens once we're through the ice. Well then, I don't know how I'm gonna pilot and shoot at the same time, but... <laughs> Someone's thinking of abandoning his friends? As far as I know, they're all dead. There's no radio contact at all. Well, no one crew member that will be. <laughs> when you finally break through the surface of the ice, you fall into a cavern. And there is what looks like a lizard man. It looks like an like a what a frilled iguana almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's bipedal. Yeah, Murloc from World of Warcraft, <laughs> um, but taller. They are wearing loincloths. Uh, it looks like the atmosphere inside wherever you are suits them well enough that they can actually breathe just fine. And you actually see two of them. They're very brutish. They are very angry looking. And uh, I think they might want to add you to the dinner pot. If they can crack open your your hard, hard shell. Well, I ready my claw on my laser. Okay. And with that, we're going to cut back to Thorgar and Ken. Trapped on the platform. Trapped on the platform. One of you is floating, though. No, he's got... Yeah, one foot. And you're and you're pretty much locked into place. Both feet, yeah. It does not look good. You know, you you seem to be in a very sticky situation. Did I say it was all sticky? You <laughs> <It was> all <laughs> sticky. As you reach the bottom, it looks like you are in a large vaulted area. Like the inside of the comet has actually been hollowed out, and there are two of the previously described lizard men. Do they look like this? They are Uth. Thorgar, when was the last time you had the pleasure of seeing Uth? I myself battled some during a kind of a, a trial of passage of my childhood where we went into the Martian Badlands. I mean, it was supposed to be like kind of a controlled thing, you know, a little little journey of wisdom and manhood kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, my brother and I actually came upon a small band of them that had been raiding frontier outposts for a while and that is why i carry a comb made of ooth bone okay in my equipment now because we were captured by them and managed to fight our way free and killed every last one of them now are the ooth not just um, the men the women are they natural are they natural to mars or are they were they from from somewhere else that i'm aware of they're from somewhere else okay how long have they been Sending people to Mars. There have only been two other sightings on Mars. Okay. Yeah, no, we were not We were not expecting to find them. Had the elders known they were there, we probably wouldn't have even gone. It's more of a tradition, you know, kind of thing. Right, right, right. So now that you see those two, well, it's a good thing to be a moon man. Because you start hearing, like, a scrabbling on the outside of the spaceship. Near the cockpit where I am, or just... It sounds like it's cl- some, someone's climbing up the ladder that's bolted on the outside. Well, I activate the camera that's there. Okay. And you see Uth in spacesuits. 
Space Ooth. Ooth suits. Ooth suits. Just one, though. Just one. Electrify Hull. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let you spend a plot point to have that be an option. Done and done. <laughs> Alright. I shock it. You shock the Ooth. Shock the Ooth. Go ahead and. Does it um, also shock the uh, ground comet? Yeah. Well, well, it's only on the hull, it's not on the legs. Oh, no, Jeff. I'm just asking. Jeff, it's only on the hull, not on the legs. But the space anchor has a metal monofilament fiber that could co- conduct electricity. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> I'm just curious. I will cut I that tether and leave. <laughs> I couldn't stop the question. <laughs> So when we're rolling? I'd say brains. Brains? That makes sense. Planet. 13. Or 23, rather. <sighs> I am going to spend a plot point, because every time you spend a plot point, I get one. Right. So, I have a nice little pile here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know how that goes. <laughs> you notice that from the base of the spaceship, where the space anchor has been anchored the ship, that but you've noticed that instead of the purple glow all of a sudden like red bullseyes are spreading and the, the whole planet is turning red and where all of you are y'all are dead is it turning red yes because I'm about to blow this place this is where I'm gonna channel my uh, Peter Quill and turn on my Walkman <laughs> and get some good fighting music going on here everybody was going for Alright, but we are going to go ahead and wrap up this episode, uh, and then when we come back, we'll see how the rest of the game goes. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, Mike, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported License. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.